Hey guys, it's Derek from Derek Chai Photography and welcome to episode number 20 of my podcast series about all things photography. Today we're talking about scouting a location and basically if you're getting paid to do a shoot on location, whether that be an engagement shoot, a family shoot or a wedding, it's really important, I think, at least mentally for for you, the photographer, that you go and scout the location and determine, you know, whether there are any particular nuances, have a look to see where the best locations are, where the best, like, worst locations are, and also just to have a look, especially for weddings, is rainy day alternatives, because things don't always go to plan during a photo shoot, and if you just rock up on the day without having a single clue as to what's around, it's just going to put unnecessary stress on a situation that, you know, could be potentially stressful. Now, talking from purely a wedding standpoint at this, from this point on, is that we can't forget that when we do wedding shoots that we might have to travel from location to location, such as going from the groom prep to the bridal prep, and then to the ceremony and then the reception, and there is potentially a lot of traveling that you're going to have to do, and... Now you're going to be usually most of the time take your own car and apart from negotiating traffic you need to know where you can park especially in a city there's going to be people who get married for example in the middle of the CBD or in large apartment buildings where parking may be tricky on a weekend and it pays to go scout those locations to see where the parking is whether you have to pay because sometimes if you have to pay you have to bring change for the meter how long the parking is for all these kind of things are important and by doing a kind of a little run through of driving from location to location to location you can get a good feel of how long it's going to take to to journey between these places and you'll be surprised that you know if you only have an hour for the couple shoot and it takes half an hour to get there and if you don't plan for that in advance you're only going to have 30 minutes to do the shoot, which is going to significantly cut down your creative time. So all these really small things become really important on the day. And when you get to the location, it is important also to, as I said, have a look around to see what sort of areas where there may be some shade, where there may be some trees, where the best views are, where the least distracting backgrounds are, if you're going to do, for example, formal portraits. And also things like where the light might come from and whether potentially that it's going to be an area where it's going to be heaps of people on the weekend that you choose so people who get married in parks you know things like that by the beach you're going to have to expect crowds and you're just going to have to try and see if you can find an area that's away from from the masses so you can get some photos without people in the background There are going to be times when you can't help getting people in the background because it's just the nature of photographing in public. But to find a quiet spot is going to significantly enhance the quality of some of your pictures. So that's one of the important things that you should look out for when you're doing some location scouting. In terms of, you know, what you you need to tell the bride and groom... You don't always have to give them all the details, but you should always have something in your mind. So when you get there, you don't fumble around and look like you've never done this before. So if you've been there, you can say, oh, look, over there near the tree, great location, etc., etc. 
always try and avoid dappled light which can happen when you're on sort of bushwalk tracks and paths where there are trees because dappled light on faces is very difficult to to fix in post and also gives that look of unprofessionalism and it can be somewhat overcome if you use flash but it's better off just finding places where you know there is no dappled light to start with and the other thing too is the importance of knowing where the sun's going to be because you don't want your bride and groom squinting the whole time because the sun is straight in their face and also you don't want them to be fully backlit unless you're prepared with flash anyone who wants to just be a natural light shooter is going to encounter problems depending on various times of the day so I'm not an advocate of being a pure natural light shooter because you're not going to be able to control the environments and you need to be fully prepared no matter what the weather in terms of rainy day prep yep it's going to be great to take a few pictures in the in the rain because they make for spectacular effects but you have to consider a few things like you need to keep the bride and groom dry and because you don't want their hair and make hair all messy and their you know their makeup all smeared and their clothes all wet for the rest of the reception so you have to take that into consideration remember the day's not about you it's about them and if you make them uncomfortable the rest of the photos for the for the for the day is going to reflect that and you're not going to get a good reputation at the end when they go telling their family and their friends and people who want to get married whether they should hire you because you got them all wet and you ruined their clothes and their outfits and their makeup on the day of the wedding so that's really important that you keep that in mind and you know umbrellas are good they make for great shots but they should be a select shots they shouldn't be all of the photos so you may have to find see if there's shelter verandas balconies anything that's under shelter or indoors even um, just to get your shot in case of um, issues with that so location scouting is really important when it comes to doing wedding photography and to a to a lesser extent but it's also important when you do engagement shoots and family portraits the difference between family portraits and engagement shoots compared to weddings is that if the weather goes sour you can postpone the shoot and you can't do that on a wedding day so best to be prepared keep your equipment dry make sure that the couple have fun and that's all there is to it there's a lot of fancy stuff going around when it comes to wedding and portrait photography but keeping it simple is often the best way to get the, mag the, the wonderful pictures that your clients want so go out there have a look around scout the trips scout the the routes to get to each of the locations and you'll feel much more at ease so if anyone has any questions about what we spoke about today please feel free to email me derek at derekchaiphotography.com.au and also to hit me up on social media i look forward to hearing any comments about this podcast and as i always say you know you've got to go out there and have fun take lots of photos, discover what your passion is, and when you find it, you just got to do it as often as you can. So until next time, you guys have a great day, and I'll chat to you again soon. Bye.